Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by the founder of Kind Philanthropy, Samantha Sage. How are you today, Samantha? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a beautiful fall day here uh, in Oakland, California, where I live. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It's really cold here in Maryland today. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. I feel for you. So we're going to start this episode as we do every episode with our fave pot and fave not pot segment. Um, And that's where we talk about our favorite cannabis related and non-cannabis related items at the moment. I'm going to start with my fave pot. So um, I recently had the chance to try these uh, gummies from Encore Edibles. They're called they're not called anything, actually. They, <laughs> they just have a flavor, pomegranate punch, and um, they have CBN in them, and they're delicious, and they're what? the perfect. What is CBN? Yeah. Uh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> it's, it's a cannabinoid, <laughs> and it helps you sleep. <laughs> um and in this, you have, it says, uh, in each one, you get 9.6 milligrams of THC and uh, CBN. So they're really, really good. This is just a, a sample that I was able to try. Um, but if you take it before 9 o'clock, <laughs> because after <laughs> I found this, it might make you a little groggy the next day. But it really helps me stay asleep, and mm. I really need that help. So. Uh, that's mine. So what's your fave pot? I would have to say my fave pot right now is not actually pot, <laughs> but a product. <laughs> um, a friend turned me on recently to an email that is just slightly bigger than a vape pen, um, little handheld email that you can uh, used to um, vape concentrates, um, like little dabs, um, and it's called the Idris 8. And I ordered it off of nextdayvapes.com, and it was only 20 bucks, and I felt like that was such a killer deal. And um, it works really well. Um, and so you, like, touch the end directly to... Um, your concentrates and I feel like a hummingbird or something like that when I use it. Um, and it's great. I'm really excited. I got it in the mail yesterday and, um, it's, you know, it's like a little Christmas, early Christmas present. Um, really excited about that. Uh, interesting. I don't think I've ever used one of those. 
Or maybe I have. I don't know. I'm taking a break from concentrates, though, because uh, I just think I need to take a little break from them. I just recently uh, tried one of the straws, though. That's what that, that's the last thing I tried. Is that is that similar to what you're talking about? Like the little like picks up the concentrate with the yeah, straw? Yeah, exactly. Mine it was cool, but then it broke like a week later. <laughs> so yeah. But I didn't spend a lot on it either, so I wasn't very bummed, but I was kind of bummed because I was starting to get really into it and then it broke. But that's my luck with anything electronic pretty much. So <laughs> um I I was expecting it sort of. Oh anyway. My gosh. Yeah, I had that happen <laughs> with uh earbuds. Uh, mm -hmm. ear pods and um yeah uh I was reading the consumer reviews and they said yeah these these don't never work they they fail within the first you know couple of times using it and sure enough I bought it anyway like oh sure that's not gonna happen to me <laughs> right you're like, you're like uh some people are just mad right no <laughs> anyway <laughs> So my fave knot pot, I'm breaking the rules I am because it is actually cannabis related, but it's a magazine. So I kind of feel like it, it qualifies. Um, and it's because I can't talk about it enough. It's this, the fall 2021 issue of Canicarious magazine. I'm holding it in my hands finally. And I already talked about this on the podcast before because I have had a hand in this and what I mean by that is that I was the guest editor of this issue. So cool. Yes, and and a couple of episodes ago or maybe it was the last episode, I don't know. It depends on when this airs, but um earlier in the season, I'll just say um Deanna San Miguel and Takesha Harvey, the co-founders, were also on um a podcast episode where we talked about the process of creating this, which was truly collaborative. And if I wasn't involved with this, because honestly, I forget that I was sometimes looking at this, it's just so gorgeous. And I didn't have anything to do with the aesthetic part of it. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> that was the other two amazing women um, on the team and, and other people involved. But I did have a hand in with the content, uh, the content of the issue. And it's just amazing. This is seriously my favorite issue of a magazine in a long time. Like, I, I'm just, I just love it. Every time I pick it up, I'm just like, oh, look at that. I mean, <laughs> it's filled with, like, informative content and, and beautiful, beautiful things to look at. It's just aesthetically pleasing and mentally stimulating. And I highly recommend that you go to www.canicariousmag.com right now and subscribe so what's your fave not pot i have to say i want to give a shout out to nfts okay nfts on the blockchain uh, are some of my new favorite things to talk about and i have a background in art and i actually did create uh, my own nft recently um, do you know what NFT stands for? By chance? 
I do not. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all learning something today. Um, it is non-fungible tokens. So say that five times fast. Um, <laughs> non-fungible tokens. And right now, um, I'm working with a compassion program um, helping to create a fundraiser using the sales of NFTs. Um, to fundraise for the Sweet Leaf Joe Collective. And I'm really excited about the project. Um, and what we're doing is we're creating these Smokemon series, a collectible cannabis-related um, Pokemon-esque type of little creatures. Um, cute. And, and yeah, it's really exciting. A really great, great way to raise money for a compassion program. Um, and compassion is very much in alignment with what I do with kind philanthropy. Um, and so it's really been fun working with Sweet Leaf Joe uh, and my colleagues working on this Smokemon series. So I have to keep you updated when that drops. That's amazing. I'm excited about that. And I, I've heard a lot about NFTs and I have some kind of an idea of what they are, but not a full idea. Now I feel like I know more and that's exciting. And I can't wait to see what that turns into. Um, so switching gears a little bit. Well, not that much because you were just talking about it. <laughs> really to the point of what you're just talking about. Um, social responsibility should be baked into every business plan in cannabis. Um, I'm not going to list the many reasons why because that would take up the entire episode. And there are many resources on Google for that. Um, as Miss Kindness would say, Google it, right? Uh, <laughs> but I'm talking more about donating, or I'm talking about more than donating a percentage of proceeds to a nonprofit. There are pillars to what you're doing in at Kind Philanthropy, and we'll get to those in a minute. But first, let's talk about the entrepreneur with minimal resources and even less time. How does that person begin incorporating philanthropy into their business plan, Samantha? Well, the truth is, is that uh, as a company, you have so much more power and resources than you do as an individual. And you can incorporate uh, and bring value to your community at literally every stage of growth. So um, I have a question for you, Dana. Have you ever been um, to, have you ever done volunteering? Absolutely. Now tell me about like a volunteer experience that you have. Um, I, like currently right now, <laughs> I am volunteering uh, for a nonprofit in cannabis that helps trauma, people, people with PTSD, um, receive medicine for free. Uh, so I'm donating my services to them. And in the past, I've, I've volunteered for events and things like that. Um, I, you know, limited resources, but I try to do what I can with the time, the limited time I have. Exactly. <laughs> to offer. Yeah, that's why I really love to talk to my clients about volunteering, something that you can do um, that doesn't take a lot of time, money, and resources that, that you could do at any point. Uh, one of my favorite examples and a story that I love to tell my clients is about a cannabis company that adopted a highway. 
And imagine, I mean, their logo and business name were prominently on the side of a highway for thousands of people to see per day. And it was completely free. Really, all they had to do was organize their employees to set up a cleanup day on the highway once a month. Uh, And so I love that as an example of what you can do when maybe you're just starting out or you don't have a lot of money or resources. I love, love, love when people organize cleanups. That's amazing. I think that's one of the the most simple and impactful things that you can do with your local Yeah, and then with that idea, I mean, it's advertising too. Adopting the side of the highway, you get to have your name right there for your community to see all the time and how more valuable can that be than in the cannabis industry where you can't put your um, name on billboard right exactly yeah i don't know what it's like in your area but but california uh basically made billboards illegal right Um, so this is a way to have actually like a tiny billboard um and draw attention to your company while also giving back to the community yes and really if you're looking at it just from like a purely business standpoint right um consumers are responding so much more now to that type of um action from a company than anything else right um like if they see yeah, they see you actually giving back and not just saying like, oh, we're partnered with so-and-so and, you know, a per- portion. What always gets me is when people say a portion of the proceeds because I've been involved in that racket before. Um, I organized a drive for a, an organization, you know, nonprofit that I was passionate about years ago through a company I was working for that's a huge national company. Um Anyway, they, long story short, they said, you know, a portion of the proceeds and the company I was working for and the nonprofit received basically nothing at the end of the day because they never made it clear what the portion was, you know? Um, And so, right. Yeah. You have to really find out more about where you're putting your money these days. Um, And unfortunately, under capitalist society, we don't have a lot of control over how far it goes, but we have some some kind of impact. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point, because uh, a lot of mm, resources are being channeled from the cannabis community straight into taxes and taxation is Mm -hmm. uh, as huge right now in the cannabis community and the thing about giving is that if you channel your money directly into a cause that you believe in then at the end of the year you declare less uh you declare less profits because the money is being spent you know in a philanthropic way and you Mm -hmm. get to choose where that where those funds are being delivered to because you know with taxation we we don't there's really not as much transparency and and to be honest a lot of our taxes go to war um and so that's one way that i encourage companies well you know give before you declare your profits you'll pay less taxes at the end and you guarantee where that money is going to absolutely and so 
Samantha, what are three pillars of kind philanthropy and how do they intersect with cannabis? Well, first, uh, most obvious is the advisory services for community investment. So there's a huge opportunity for the cannabis industry through philanthropy. Um, and so when I say philanthropy, I don't really mean, you know, like stuffy rich people getting their names on the side of buildings or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. When I say philanthropy, I really do mean uh, the connection that you have to your community and being, I mean, frankly, being relevant to your community. When I say philanthropy, it's so much more than just giving money. Um, it's also this integrative quality that you have, um, you know, in the place that you live. Do you know your local uh, political representatives? Do you, do you know your neighbors? Do you know the other businesses around you that you can support? Uh, this is what I feel uh, is like philanthropy 2.0, um, how we engage in community and investment in the modern day. Okay, so the second pillar uh, is leadership coaching. And so if you're wondering what that means, that is simple. It really is uh, just knowing yourself, you know, in order to be an effective leader uh, and, uh, and contribute to good things in your community and society, you really have to know yourself. Um, I always think about that scene in the Matrix when the Oracle asks Neo to translate the sign in Greek, and he and he says, "Yeah, know know thyself." So self awareness is one of the most important parts of um, you know servitude uh, and giving back and being a leader uh, in your community. So the second pillar of kind philanthropy is, is leadership coaching, and it's kind of built into you know, all of my practices. So whenever you're working with me, you have an opportunity to get to know yourself at, through getting to know your community. And so finally, one of my favorite parts uh, is impact storytelling. Um, I come from a background in the arts and I really love storytelling, graphic design, creating uh, communication, with your uh, audience, with your clients, with your community. And, you know, it's basically marketing, but with a social uh, impact focus. And so there's a couple of approaches to that. Um, one approach is that you can tell the story of the work that you're doing in your community through a video or uh, social media content. Um, or you can actually use a marketing campaign to raise money or bring attention to a cause. So those are a couple of things that you could do with impact storytelling uh, that um, you know not only brings attention to your company, but it lets the community know that you're giving back and that you are really, like I said, relevant to your community. That's amazing. So how do you help businesses scale for the pillars? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, businesses can engage in, in philanthropy, in community impact, in, in any stage of their company. Um, so I really think it's important to think about how you're giving back, how you're contributing to your community and society right from the beginning. So I believe that it's most impactful when you have 
um, an idea or a plan about giving back to the community really from the first, uh, the first, uh, you know, phase of your company, um, really in the beginning and, and um, starting that. Um, on, although that there is other opportunities moving, you know, as your, as your company gets bigger, as you have uh, more money and funds to uh, share with the community, uh, then, uh, then, you know, scaling that uh, philanthropic uh, arm is really important as well. If you have more profits to give to the community, that means that you can make a bigger impact. And so no no matter, excuse me, no matter where you are in, you know, in your, um, your, your growth phase, uh, it's important to think about giving back to the community and, and make a plan for that, you know, so kind philanthropy will help you, uh, create these plans so that you have a clear understanding about how you can make it work for both your company and the community. Right. Because this is really about, like you said, marketing, if you really want to, you know, narrow it down, right? Like people are like, oh, I, I'm not ready to scale for that yet. But they say that a lot about marketing in this industry. And it's because they think that there are so many blockades in their way, right? For like what they're allowed to put out there and all of that. But this goes around that, I feel, because it, first of all, touches to the reason why so many people are drawn to this space, right? And secondly, yeah, you're absolutely. able to say a lot more when you're commu- when you're involving the community, right? Like the community programs and the compassion programs, that speaks so it speaks volumes, right? I mean, more than any social media marketing plan that you can think of. And like I said earlier, this is what is the most impactful type of marketing right now is anything that shows that you're socially conscious as a company right maybe not conscious like that's not the word but more involved right like more than just aware like you're actually doing something yeah and and it goes both ways I mean at the end of the day we are running a business you know you you need to uh get you know profits for your business so you can continue going forward um and you need to market yourself so that you can differentiate yourself in your in in you know in the industry and so uh you know this is it there's no there's no reason to separate the two to think well you know i i can't engage in in you know i i can't focus on making money and also give back to the community well no absolutely like focus on making money you know understand right that your, you know, that, that your bottom, bottom line is important. Your company is important. Um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I I don't, um, I I don't believe that that business is wrong at any point, you know, we really are doing to normalize that conversation of how, like normalize being transparent about the things that you're doing without feeling some type of guilt because you're sharing your philanthropic, um, you know, whatever you're doing, right? Like people right. feel like it's not really giving back if they're telling everybody about it sometimes that might take away from it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. But for me as a consumer, I want to know where I'm putting my dollars, right? So yeah. it's more important to me to see like you're not just being performative, you're actually doing the thing. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and the first thing is making sure that you really are doing it right. Right. But a lot of people feel like they shy away from talking about it because they think that, that, you know, they, they sound like they're bragging or something, but absolutely not. Um, when you're, you know, using a marketing campaign to talk about the good work that you're doing in your community, that's important because like you said, I agree hundred percent, Diana, that the, that, that the community is uplifted by that. Not only that other companies are inspired, right? So they will figure out a way that they can give back too, uh, because they see you doing it successfully. Right. If you're a competitive person, or if you just are inspired by other people's actions, you know, just it's, in my opinion, nothing but good can come from it. Just being honest, you know, this is what we're doing. This is how we're giving back. Yeah. So it's great to tell the story um, of the work that you're doing and also have an opportunity to draw attention to a cause. And that's what I, you know, I tell my clients all the time. That's a really great start. It's a really great way to uh, start, um, you know, doing philanthropic work is to uh, align yourself with an organization doing something that you are proud of and that you want to uh, draw attention to and do a cross marketing campaign. Yeah. Why not? I, I don't understand why more people don't do that, honestly. It's like cross-promotion and, and just working together. It's like take – I see people say all the time in cannabis, oh, there's enough for everyone, you know, there's there's enough for everyone. We can all shine. Well, let's do that then. Let's truly, you know, take it to the next level. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of examples of that going on right now in cannabis. And it's, 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 uh, really does kind of focus on cannabis related, uh, causes too, which is good. And also, I think that we can, we have an opportunity to expand in the industry to really to work on causes beyond cannabis related, um, you know, issues. Um, I think that it's right. great. You know, the uh, there's a lot of organizations that are helping to free cannabis prisoners and things like that, and that's that's definitely one important thing. Um, and uh, but there's so much more, right? I mean, right. We could, uh, I mean, the right environment. Now, I was going <laughs> to say, yeah. That right now we have the the climate uh, discussions going on. You know, right now in Scotland and. Um, I'm, I'm not really seeing a lot of cannabis companies really jumping on board and saying, hey, I want to contribute to, um, you know, to, to helping uh, climate justice. Uh, although yeah. I think that is a really big space uh, where cannabis companies can uh, become not just relevant to their communities, but relevant to saving the planet. And exactly. so um, I think we have a lot of opportunities to grow here. Right. I mean, and. I mean, there's just so many things that cannabis intersects with that I don't think that really occurs to people. I mean, it's it's still taking me a while to figure it all out, right? I mean, <laughs> but it does really intersect with almost every element of our lives, if you think about it. Um, so especially with the way the laws are written, it, it impacts, you know, the way that you raise your children. It, it impacts the way that they're taught in school. I mean, it just has so many other elements that you can, you know, go into, like you're saying, like, you can't just think about 
narrowly <laughs> like this this industry reaches out you know there's a spider web i think that we can kind of for lack of better word because that was a terrible so word <laughs> i know right i know can you tell i'm a little bit high all right so <laughs> yeah yeah but this is you know this is both like heavy conversation but also really hopeful you know, yeah. when we think about how we can apply our resources, our our knowledge and expertise and, you know, our combined intelligence in this community, in this industry, you know, a a a along with our, you know, amazing resilience, mm -hmm. uh, we can really do so much. Absolutely. Our adaptability, too, I would add. Um, I think the people that are in this industry are very adaptable people. Uh, oh, yeah. And we've had to be. Yeah. And so can you explain what an SRI is? An SRI stands for Social Responsibility Initiative. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, frankly, it's corporate talk, um, corporate social responsibility. <laughs> Uh, you know, you notice that I'm not really using that language, um, but for better or for worse, uh, the corporate ways of running businesses are, you know, is more and more um, a part of the cannabis community. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, SRIs is an important way to think about uh, how we're doing this work and, you know, creating initiatives that are meaningful and impactful. Um, so, you know, you can think about an employee match day, you know, where a company matches the gifts uh, that the employees give to one or more organizations. Um, there's lots of different social responsibility initiatives, but that's certainly one of them. Um, you know, and sharing this, sharing resources with community-based organizations um, is extremely important. And I really encourage cannabis companies to not bite, bite off too much, you know, don't, don't bite off more than you can chew. Um, really focusing on one cause, on one issue and partnering with one organization is, is really important. Um, here in California, there's a company called Bloom Farms. Uh, and very much from the beginning, they decided they wanted to be a social enterprise and incorporate um, social responsibility initiative, you know, into their business plan. And so they decided to partner with food banks. And as of today, uh, they have um, given the equivalent of over 2 million meals to families wow. in need. And that so is they have a one-to-one -one kind of product um, mm -hmm. initiative where every product that is sold uh, contributes to one meal. And wow. they started um, off uh, partnering with the SF Marin Food Bank uh, here in the Bay Area, and they have expanded to um, 10 or more food banks in California, Nevada, and Arizona. And so they really started uh, in, uh, and decided that food justice was going to be their initiative, and they've really taken that um, and, and really done so much with, with that SRI. That's amazing. I love to hear that. That is so creative. And I mean, wow, really impactful. Um, so before we go, how can the cannabis community best support you both personally and professionally? Yeah, 
thank you for bringing that up. Um, I am actually in uh, collecting information about the social responsibility work, the community investment work that's already going on in the community, um, in the cannabis industry. And so I would really appreciate if um, you all listeners would go to my LinkedIn page, and that is linkedin.com slash in slash samantha-sage. Um, so linkedin.com, samantha-sage, and that is my LinkedIn page. And on that, you will find my survey. And it just takes maybe four minutes to fill out a survey and you can include um, your contact information or uh, information. And so if you are a cannabis business owner that you're giving to the community or you know one that does, then I really appreciate this data will help to uh, spread the word about this um, and um, and really help the industry get some hard numbers about what's going on right now so that we can expand this work and do more philanthropy in the cannabis industry. That is amazing. And so I know that you just touched on it, but where can people find you? Um, I, yeah, I gave my LinkedIn page and then you can also visit my website. That's kindphilanthropy.org kindphilanthropy.org uh, and um, yeah, and, and please stay in touch. I would love to uh, continue this conversation with people and um, and really figure out what's going on right now and how we can expand this work. Absolutely, and I'm going to have you back on again to talk more about this in depth but this is just a little intro today, um, and I think there's just a lot more to go over, obviously. But I appreciate you spending your time today and sharing your knowledge. Absolutely. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. I look forward to the next time. Thank you again for sharing your time with us today. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at your highness podcast or on twitter at highness podcast be sure to rate us on itunes and subscribe